Welcome to episode 6 of the Backstop Podcast. I'm with Sean Scanlon and myself, Ovi Muniz. Spring training has ended and the Red Sox finished with a 16-10 record. Now they are packing up their bags, heading down to Boston as they get set for opening day that will be scheduled on April 1st. And man, we are quite excited for finally we have a full season of baseball. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm super excited, especially after last year, having only a, a 60 game season and the way it went. Uh, it was obviously one of the worst seasons that I've seen as a Red Sox fan in my lifetime. So it, it's definitely gonna be a good season to turn around and I, I'm glad that we're gonna get uh, all 162 in this year. I agree with you, man. Last, last season, even though it was 60 games, if it were to be a full season, I would have expected that we would have probably have one of the worst season in Red Sox history. But thankfully enough, we didn't have to suffer that long. And, and seeing our other counterpart, Mookie Betts, who was who was uh, sent to the Dodgers in the trade to be able to help the Dodgers win a World Series. Let's see if that would give us uh, the lows, as we're going to talk about later on the show, the highs and lows of the Red Sox, with uh, also a couple of other questions as far as are the Red Sox are rebuilding or are we playing like we're heading to the playoffs? So there are still a lot of questions and a lot of concerns in the Red Sox organization. But first, let's start with the announcement of the 2021 roster of the Boston Red Sox. Starting in the infield, first base, Bobby Dahlbeck. Second base, Kike Hernandez. Shortstop, Xander Bogarts. Third base, Rafael Devers. In the outfield, left fielder Marwin Gonzalez. Center field, Alex Verdugo. Right field, Hunter Renfro. And catcher, Christian Vasquez. And Kevin Plowicki. The designated hitter will be J.D. Martinez. And the pitcher rotation. Starting on opening days, right-hand pitcher Nate Ivaldi. Then we have left-handed pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez. Left-handed pitcher Martin Perez. Right-hander Garrett Richards. And right-hander Nick Pavetta. In the bullpen, we have right-hander Adam Altavino. Right-hander Matt Barnes. Right-hander Garrett Whitlock. Right-hander Matt Andres. Right-hander Hirokasu Sawamura. And left-hander Darwinson Hernandez. Many people in this roster believe that Bobby Dahlbeck may be the guy that will win Rookie of the Year. What do you think about that? I think he's got a good chance if he keeps hitting home runs the, the way he has been in spring training. And then obviously last year, uh, they brought him up late in the season and he, he hit home runs in five straight games. So he's definitely got that power to do it. Uh, just it's a matter of how many times he's going to strike out. Obviously, he's one of those guys that ha brings big power, but also strikes out a lot. So but he's hitting over 300 in spring training right now. So if he can, you know, be more consistent at the plate, not strike out as much, uh, I'm willing to live with uh, uh, the amount of home runs because I, I think he has a really good chance to hit 30 plus home runs. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if he even hit more because he's he's definitely got, I think, probably the rawest power out of anyone uh, in this lineup right now. Right. He hit eight home runs in 23 games. Just imagine if you would have had a full 162 game. I mean, that would be yeah. more on pace of hitting at least over 40 home runs guaranteed. Yeah, but, that, uh, that's like one every three games. That's right, every one in three games. But, hey, you said it, man. Something that he has to be disciplined in the plate to be able to not strike out a lot. Besides Bobby Dahlbeck, uh, there's some concerns. And I want to uh, speak to you, you know, briefly on these 
And you tell me if I'm right or wrong, okay? Second base with Kike Hernandez. He's going on his eighth season. He's batting a 240. Shortstop, Alexander Borgard is entering his ninth season. This one I like, 289 average, right, was his career. Uh, he had 54 doubles in 2018. He's been nominated three straight seasons in the MVP list. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then watch this. And then third baseman Rafael Devers entering his fifth season, batting a 279 in his career. And in 2019, he had he led the major majors in 54 doubles, but he hasn't had a good spring training. So out of the infield, any concerns? Because I have a concern with uh, Kike Hernandez. Um, I. I'm not super concerned right now. Um, I think Kike Hernandez, he's he's going to be at second base for uh, most of the starts this year. But I, you know, he's a utility guy that can move all around the field. Uh, a couple of days ago, I think two days ago, he was playing in center field, so he has that versatility where he can be used all across the field. And he probably has been most, our most consistent uh, player in spring training right now. He he had a great spring training, so I'm not too concerned about him. And then we also have Christian Arroyo, who who has looked good the spring training, that can come in and play second base. And then uh, you said it with Xander. He's our most consistent player. I mean, he has been for the past couple of years, uh, aside from Mookie um, when he was here. But I, I think Xander, he's uh, he's a pro's pro. He's He's been that class act guy for us. And I, I never am too worried about Xander because he brings it on, you know, both sides, hitting the ball and in the field. So I think Xander, he's, and he's the leader of our team. So I'm not too worried about him. But uh, I, I get what you're saying with Rafi Devers. Uh, he, obviously, he didn't have a great spring training. Uh He's starting to look a little bit better on the field. I, I was watching the game the other day, and he had a uh, one inning where he all three plays were to him, and uh, he, you know, he, he made some clean plays on it. And that I think that's been the biggest concern of his career so far is how he's been uh, handling it in the field. But I think once he gets that done, uh, I think that you know he he has a chance to be a, a good player on both sides of the ball because obviously we've seen that he has the potential. Just you know, two years ago, like you said, he had fifty four doubles. He brings that raw power to the lineup too. So I think that, you know, Raphael Devers, he might start slow out of the gate like he did last year. But I think as the season goes on, he, he's going to be uh, one of our best hitters like he usually is. You mentioned Christian Arroyo. He's also made it to the main roster along with Michael Chavez. So they're both going to be utility guys for the Red Sox. And three other pitches that I, I forgot to mention was left-handed pitcher Josh Taylor, right-hander Colton Brewer, and right-hander Austin Bryce. They all, too, made it to the uh, – 25 man uh roster uh, so i hear what you're saying but you know there are so much talent in triple a right now that have a potential to be starters for the red sox and yeah maybe it's just spring training and yet those guys are a lot younger maybe they need some maturity and stuff like that but i i just have that gut feeling man that, that they don't produce within the first couple of weeks we could find ourselves maybe you know digging into our triple a farm system and getting these guys up there yeah the well yeah there's definitely some candidates i feel like uh you know tristan cassis he could play either first base or third base uh he didn't play too much in spring training because they they sent him down to the alternate site but he's definitely got potential and then uh you got guys in the outfield like jaron duran uh, he's he's been on the radar for the Red he Sox. He is my for a while. favorite, man. He is my favorite. Yes. Yeah, he he's super athletic, uh, especially out in center field. And then he, uh, you know, he also brings it um, with his bat and his base running is really good. So he's a guy I would keep my eye on. Uh, if if some of these players that we brought in, like Franchi Cordero or Hunter Renfro, don't end up working out in the outfield, I, I think there's a good chance that we could see Jaron Duran, uh, you know, later in the season. But like you said, with there's a lot of young talent that we have uh, down in the farm system. So. Uh, you know, if, if some of these guys don't, you know, 
step up to the plate uh meta metaphorically speaking but uh, i mean but there's definitely there's definitely room for some guys to be uh moved up speaking about outfielders left fielder marin gonzalez center fielder alex verdugo and right fielder hunter renfro now gonzalez is going on his 10th season he's batting a 261 in his career he's playing majority with the astros he just you know left the minnesota twins and now he's back with Alice Cora. Um, so that I know they have a relationship and stuff like that. A lot of people say that he is good for it when it comes to defense. He does have bad, and he had a great spring training. But being a 261 hitter, I don't know. You know, that's that's a little suspect. I mean, he's a lot better than most of the other players, such as Hunter Renfro. He's entering his sixth season batting a 228. So, like, like I said, I mean, this guy in a full season, he's not able to get a hit. You know what I mean? That is the concern here. You mean to tell me I have to wait one out of four at bats for, for, for him to do something? You know, we, we need hitters, you know. And, yeah, I know we got pitching and everything else, which we'll talk about later. You got to score runs, you know. And the fact that we're, we're only focused on four teams in spring training now it is the real deal, and we start off with the Orioles uh, on opening day. But Alex Verdugo batting a two ninety in his career. He's uh, at the last season he he finished twelfth in the MVP. So I mm-hmm. we're all expecting him to to continue his success with the organization. But he's entering his fifth season. He he got a lot of potential, and it looks like he has a, a longevity with the organization. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the hope. I mean he was part of that Mookie Betts trade, so you you definitely hope that you're going to get some value out of him. And we did. Uh, I mean last season, I would say that he was the best player on our team last year. I mean uh, the Red Sox, they weren't fun to watch all season for sure, but uh, he was one of the guys that you know actually when you tuned into the game, you you would notice him and a reason to actually keep watching because you know he did it obviously with his bat. He hit over well over 300, but he also did it in the field. He made a, a lot of web gems uh, out in right field. He made a lot of great catches. And uh, this this season, he's going to be transitioning over to center field. But uh, I, I believe in his ability in the field. I think he could play in all three spots. And it's kind of tough at, at Fenway Park. Obviously, uh, in the left side, you have to work with the monster. And then the, the right side of the field, uh, it's you got that that shorter uh, shorter field. So it's I, I believe in him, his ability to play at all three spots. And uh, I, I think that, you know, if the Red Sox want to have success this year, uh, Alex Verdugo is definitely going to have to keep uh, continuing to play better and better. And the catcher position, Christian Vasquez enters his seventh season, batting a 259. But look, I like I like him. You know, every yeah. year his average is going up. And and, and a lot yeah. of people look at the stats and be like, oh, 259 average. What if you look every year, his average is increasing and his power is getting there. So mm-hmm. and as and, and a matter of fact, he's getting smarter every time he's at the plate. So he he's getting that discipline. And then Kevin Plowicki, he's entering his seventh season as well, but he's betting a 229. He mostly played with the Mets. He is coming from the Indians. I know he's the backup catcher, but you know, Vasquez is not the type of catcher that catches for all five starting pitchers. You will definitely at least see Plowicki at least two out of the five starters. Yeah, but uh, I have belief in our catchers. Um, I think that Kevin Plowicki, I, I wouldn't really trust him if he was our everyday starting catcher, but last year, uh, 
it was a, it was a shortened season, but he hit uh, I think well over 350, and it obviously was a small sample size. He didn't have that many at bats, but he's he's good defensively, and obviously, I mean, if he could bring us the bat that he did last year, that's that's a great backup catcher. And like you said with Christian Vasquez, he's improved with his batting every year. Uh, you could just see it at the plate when it, when he first started in his career uh, here, and up until you know the last couple of years, he just looks so much more comfortable up at the plate, and his his power has really. Uh, moved up in the past couple of years. He he hit some absolute moonshots. So I'm definitely looking forward to Christian <laughs> Vasquez. He's one of the leaders of this team, one of the the longest tenures players, and uh, he he's got a tremendous glove too. He, he's got a great arm throwing guys out at second plate or second base, excuse me. But Christian Vasquez, uh, he I, I think that you know his bat's just going to continue to get better, and you could see it uh, every with every year. All right. And one other player that we have mentioned was designated hitter J.D. Martinez. He is entering his 11th season. His career batting average is a 290. He had led RBIs in 2018 and total bases in Major League Baseball. And, of course, the 2018 was the year that the Red Sox won the World Series. He had a falling out last year. Uh, 2020 was not good, and that pandemic really wasn't, you know, that great either. Uh, but we shouldn't hold that accountable, you know, use that as an excuse. You know, I mean, you batted low, you batted low. Um, whether, it, whether it was the attitude in the team or the reflection of what their, what their record was, there's no excuses here. And it's very important for him, especially that he's getting paid a big contract that he has to come through this season. So I think that there's a lot of pressure for him to, to get on board. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's he has to has have a bounce back season. Uh, if this offense wants to get back where it was in you know 2018 and even in 2019, we weren't that great of a team, but our offense was we were still scoring a lot of runs. So uh, we're we're definitely going to need him. Uh, you know, the Red Sox have had production at the DH position for so long, uh, especially with David Ortiz's long tenure, and then we kind of went right into JD Martinez. So we're so used to having a great designated hitter that you know last year was a little shocking, especially for JD Martinez, who you know I, I think is one of the best DH you know hitters in the league he's yeah, like you said 290 uh, career average he's you know he's been tremendous at the plate his whole career so I think that he will get back to uh, where he needs to be it's just uh it, it, we're, we're definitely going to need that in the lineup though yes so we already talked about the batters let's now move on to the pitching we focus on the starting pitching right now and Eduardo Rodriguez was pulled from being the opening starter due to not a uh, lack of power in his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty much early fatigue. But uh, good news is, is that during his bullpen sessions, uh, he, he's gotten back into the groove of things. How effective is he? Like I said, he hasn't even been mentioned. See if he's going to be pitching uh, in the first series with the Orioles. Uh, but th- and that's the reason why Nate Evaldi is going to be the starter on opening day. But Eduardo Rodriguez' ERA is 4.03. You got Evaldi's ERA 4.27. Martin Perez 4.71. Garrett Richards, who's entering his 11th season, his ERA is 3.62. And then you have Nick Pavetta, who's going to be the fifth starter for the for the Red Sox. His ERA is 5.40. So, listen, I understand Chris Sale is going to be coming later on in midseason. And, and more more likely, he's going to replace Pavetta in, as a starting pitcher. Do you see any concerns with me telling you ERAs? It's high. Can these pitchers bring down their ERAs? 
Uh, yeah, I think they can. Uh, I think the biggest concern with the starting lineup right now is the the health of these guys. I, I think, you know, with Evaldi and Garrett Richards, those are two guys who are hurt, have been hurt the majority of the time that they've been in the league, especially Garrett Richards. He's started a very low amount of starts uh, and he's been in the league for 11 years. So that's that's definitely concerning. I, I, I definitely want to keep an eye on that. And like you said, with Eduardo Rodriguez, I my heart almost dropped when I saw that. Uh, when I saw that update that, you know, he got the dead arm and he wasn't going to be there for opening day because, you know, I, I thought, you know, oh, God, this is not good. He just missed all last season. And now he's, he's slated to start opening day and uh, now he can't. But luckily, like you said, there was the reports that he had a good bullpen and hopefully he'll be uh, available in, you know, one of our first five games to get back into the rotation. But I think the biggest concern uh, with these guys is the health. Um, I think if they do stay healthy, though, it's 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 going to be a much better rotation than it was last year. So. Uh, as long as they could stay healthy, I, I think that they have a good chance of, you know, getting back into that playoff hunt this year. A, a lot of factors, and I'm a firm believer that I believe that the Red Sox will get back into playoff contentions, but there are many people out there that's doubting the Red Sox right now, not even finishing close to a playoff. As a matter of fact, at least a couple of games under 500. Now, I understand it's 162 games, and the pitching depth is – pretty much deep for the Red Sox right now. And that's the way Alex Cora wants to organize it. I, I don't know if, if the pitching is going to help or if the bat's going to fatigue. These batters are going, we only got two utility batters in the dug uh, in the dugout. So uh, as far as trying to rest people and everything else, or maybe the fact is, is that we may not be seeing a lot of these players playing in the primary positions. They're going to be all over the place. I, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot of shuffling around this year, um, especially because we mentioned guys like Kike Hernandez and Marwin Gonzalez that we brought in. Um, they really play all over the place. So, And then there's other guys like Chavis who could play really all around the infield. So there's definitely going to be a lot of movement. Uh, it's it's going to be a different lineup every day, which I, I think is a good thing, though, because uh, other teams don't know what's coming at them every day. And, you know, you can mix and match depending on who the opposing starting pitcher is, you know, uh, whoever does – uh, better against say left-handers or right-handers or if this guy has a, a weakness of a pitch that he can't hit that's you know Alex Cora can mix and match uh, what he wants to do because all these guys can play all these different positions so I, I think it will end up being a, a positive uh, for this Red Sox team yeah and look most importantly we got to have a closer and right now probably for the opening we might have Adam Altavino as the closer until Matt Barnes comes back from dealing with COVID yeah. Uh, so he's been quarantined for at least 10 days. Plus, he has to get more tests before he meets up with the rest of the players. So we hope, hopefully we'll get him back soon. He was looking very strong and healthy for mm -hmm. spring training. So, hey. But uh, uh, like I said, I can't wait. We're, we're, we're just a few days away from opening day, mm -hmm. uh, April 1st. And... Uh, one of the other questions that they're asking was, are the Red Sox rebuilding? So I'm, I'm going to ask you, you, you've been following the Red Sox closely the last couple of years and stuff. What is your answer right now? I, I would say they're not. I, I think last year was, uh, you know, a quick, obviously I don't think it's a rebuild because they, they won the world series two years before that. But I think it was a season where they, you know, they got the new manager or the new general manager with Heim Bloom. I think, you know, he, he shipped out Mookie Betts and David Price, obviously. And then, but I, I think that they're, they're 
relying on a quick turnaround from these guys. I think that we got a lot of good veterans in free agency this year that can come help. And uh, most of them were, you know, low risk, high reward guys. So if it doesn't end up working out, then, hey, you know, we can just cut ties with them and then, you know, try it again. But I think the guys that we did bring in are, are going to bring a lot of value uh, to this team this year. Uh, I think that offensively, I, I think that, you know, we're going to be right up there like we were uh, the last couple of years before last year. Because I, I don't expect J.D. Martinez to struggle again. Uh, Raphael Devers, I think, will, you know, bounce back. Uh, obviously, Xander has been great and Alex Verdugo. So I think the offense will be there. And like I said, it, it just really comes down to the pitching. Uh, and not just the starting pitching, the the relief pitching has to be a lot better too. But I, I believe that, you know, Heim Bloom went out and got the right guys in place. And then on top of that, I, I just think that having Alex Korobak is going to be huge for this team. Uh, I've, obviously, he has a, you know, a good relationship with most of the guys on the roster that, you know, he was with a couple years ago. And then guys, like you mentioned, like Marwin Gonzalez has played for Alex Cora before. Uh, Kike Hernandez knows Alex Cora really well. Uh, you know, Kike Hernandez's uh, dad was a coach for Alex Cora. Um, back in the day so that he has good relationships with all these players and it's it's not a slight against Ron Renneke last year because uh, I, I think he's a, a decent coach but I just don't think he has that same interaction um, with the players that Cora does so I, th I think that's going to be huge uh, for the clubhouse and I, I think that you know once you once you feel those good vibes in the clubhouse I think that the Red Sox are going to be get, getting back to their winning ways so I wouldn't say it's a rebuild I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Red Sox go out and, and shock the world this year. I hope so, man. I'm all in, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hopefully. But uh, I know for a fact that uh, the Red Sox can't only do better than what they did last year. So, and, and the Red Sox have a habit of being in last place one year, being in first place the following year. So, mm -hmm. this is the second uh, first time management for Alex Cora. So, mm -hmm. we'll see. But opening day will be April 1st. Nathan Avaldi will take the mound for the Boston Red Sox and for the Baltimore Orioles will be John Means. Nathan Avaldi has been successful against the Orioles and he hasn't. He's given up a batting average of 186 against Orioles batters. And that's the current roster that they have going on right now. So that's pretty impressive. So I think 95% of the chance the Red Sox will win the game opener, which is pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. but John Means, however, he's been struggling against the rest. As he's he, uh, the, his opponents, the rest has been biting at 311 against Means. Uh, Bogarts has hit two home runs against Means, and JD Martinez has hit three home runs. So that looks that's looking promising. Uh, and then the rest of the series, of uh, Alex Cora has not announced who is our second or third pitcher. Um, and I think that most of it has to deal with uh, Erod to see if he's going to be in the lineup. But as mm -hmm. far as for the Orioles, the second game will be Matt Harvey. And the third game will be Bruce Zimmerman. Now, Matt Harvey is also struggling against the Red Sox, get, uh, giving up a batting average of 328. Uh, the combination of Bogarts, Gonzalez, and Renfro. However, Renfro has struck out three times out of five at-bats. So... And as far for Bruce Zimmerman, he's been consistent. Uh, he has been giving Red Sox some trouble. He's only given up a 278 average. But um, out of all the players in the lineup, expect Hunter Renfro to be in the lineup because he's the mm -hmm. only one that has done some damage against Zimmerman. April 1st, my friend. April mm -hmm. 1st is coming it's around coming. the corner. 
Yes, yep. this show is presented by Clovercrest Media, the CMG Sports Network. Visit clovercrestmedia.com for the variety of your favorite podcasts. Tune in each week as we get set for our journey of the 2021 Red Sox baseball. With Sean Scanlon, I am Ovi Muniz. This is Ovi's Backstop Podcast.